Hello, welcome to another episode from the Experiential Learning Dialogue series produced by the Teaching and Learning Center and recorded live from Burnaby Mountain at Simon Fraser University. Okay, so as mentioned, um, my name is Jenny Scott and um, I'm a recent graduate of the PhD program in the Faculty of Health Sciences. So I can officially um, introduce myself as Dr. Jenny Scott, which is maybe not a big deal for some of you, but I worked hard for it in the last five years, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, so yeah, so I have been working, um, teaching Health Sciences 449 since 2010, so almost six years now. Um, and I was just going to kind of give you a background about how the course came to be, and then um, Elise and I will talk about the different partnerships and sort of how it's evolved over time. So um, back in 2010, my um, PhD supervisor at the time, Dr. Kitty Corbett, um, was at a meeting um, with um, the city of Coquitlam, and they were trying to figure out ways that SFU could be partnered more with um, SFU. And at that time, they were trying to think like big, you know, big bold ideas. And it turned out that Kitty was sitting beside a principal of an elementary school in Coquitlam. And they kind of just turned to each other and you know, they said, you know, this is going to take forever for these partnerships to actually be formed and to get off the ground. You know, what can we do just right now here in, in, in the now together? And so they um, created Health Sciences 449, which was a service learning course where the students um, in the class volunteered at the elementary school. So um, the class started with Kitty teaching the first term and then since then I took over and then Elisa joined us in 2013. Um, so for the first, I guess, five or six cohorts, um, the partnership was with an elementary school and then a middle school um, in Coquitlam. So the students in Health Sciences 449 um, are usually fourth year students. Um, they're usually in their last or second to last term. And most of them are, I guess, BA students, Bachelor of Arts. Um, we do have some BSc, um, but the majority are art students. Um, so they come to the class. There's usually between 16 and 20 students in the class per term. And when we were partnered with the elementary school, they were matched with a teacher or a member of the community at that school. And then they came up with an inquiry question. So they came up with something that they wanted to understand over the term. And they volunteered um, 28 hours over the term in the school setting. Um, and worked with the teacher and worked with the community to um, answer their question. And so we emphasize always during that process that um, they didn't have to actually have an answer to their question at the end, but it was just about the process of being in the community, learning from the students, being the, you know, the kids, um, being the teachers and that sort of thing. Um, so in addition to doing their volunteer hours, um, we also had you know, some academic components to it. Um, so we had lectures every Friday, and when we were partnered in the school, um, we would have one lecture on the mountain um, here at SFU, and often the principal, who was our kind of key champion at the school, would attend those lectures, so she would come up to the mountain and participate in the lecture. And then every other Friday was at the library in the elementary school. So we would sit around like little circle tables with little chairs and um, no PowerPoint. Um, yeah, so we would have, you know, just a facilitated discussion or, um, yeah, learning in a more engaged way than on the mountain. Um, and then, yeah, so we would go over um, different kind of constructs of community development, health promotion, capacity building, community engagement. So all kind of key theories and tools that would relate to their experiences in the school, um, but all very hands-on learning. 
so the entire class is you know experiential and we've been really lucky to have the opportunity to teach it in this way um, yeah so we I think we talk about it as like real learning right so rewarding exciting academic learning um, where they're engaged in the community and the class is extremely popular in health sciences um, it does kind of get a group of students that's willing to go above and beyond because in addition to the lectures and their assignments, they also have to volunteer. Um, and that's a requirement of the course. So it does take a little bit of extra time and commitment on their um, behalf. And we usually do have a wait list for the class. Um, right now it's run once a term, but not in the summer term, so fall and winter. Um, and yeah, at some point along the way, we also engaged with health and counseling services, which Elisa is going to talk more about. And then we will um, kind of talk about where we're going from here with the mm -hmm. class. Great. Hand it over to you. Yeah. Um, so based on a lot of the popular response from students, um, Health Sciences was interested in sort of expanding the opportunities with this kind of service learning. Um, a lot of students in health science, uh, you know, they're not entirely sure what they're going to do with their degree in health science. And so there's a lot of interest from students in finding opportunities to have this kind of practical, real life learning where they can um, build skills and, and have a chance to apply them in a way that will help them in terms of their own career planning. And so um, I had seen the posting for um, opening a new section of this course, and I thought it would be a really fantastic opportunity um, to bridge with my role in uh, with the Healthy Campus Community Initiative um, in terms of having students come and volunteer with us here on campus. Because um, one of the main components of that pro uh, initiative is having student voice and hearing from students about what's important in terms of creating a healthy campus at SFU. And so we thought it would be a great opportunity to have students come and volunteer with us um, to provide input into our work and to also get that experiential um, component and, and applied skills um, for their own growth. Um, so what I did, because I, I work at, um, in health promotion, I have a really in-depth knowledge of all of our programs and uh, projects that we have going on. And so I would um, create three or four um, specific projects for them each term based on things that we have going on in health and counseling. Um, and so that would um, take some time in terms of thinking and planning and making sure that they were projects that would be both relevant to health and counseling services and also be good in terms of the students learning in relation to the um, learning objectives of the course and the specific theories that we cover in the course. Um, so that did take um, a significant amount of time each term to prepare those. Um, but the students would work in groups of four or five um, to carry out those projects. And so they would have a point person within health and counseling who um, would work with them to share the goals of each project and how they could um, contribute to them. And then they would have an opportunity to contribute their own ideas, um, share feedback. And many of the projects were actually um, uh, involved them engaging further with students. So for example, the well-being and learning environment project that Crystal mentioned um, back in 2013 when it was in its uh, earlier phases of development, we actually had the students um, share um, and, and interview and talk with other students about what they thought was important in terms of creating conditions for well-being and learning environments. And that helped to inform the development of that project. 
in terms of what uh, students wanted and um, how instructors could, could create those conditions. So, um, and that really aligns with the theories of the course in terms of community engagement and capacity building. Um, so they would uh, write uh, reflections based on their uh, practice experience. And um, I use this tool called the three Ps, um, which uh, basically looks at their personal development, their professional, and then also uh, philosophical, which is based on the theory. So they had to write um, reflections and, and submit journals based on how they were personally um, learning in all of those three Ps. So they had to really think about how what they were doing every day in their volunteer work would relate back to um, their academic learning and the theories in the course. And um, I found that was uh, really useful in terms of them. I really saw progress over the term in terms of at the beginning, they would touch on that really lightly. So they might throw in a theory, but in a way that wasn't really an accurate um, application of the theory, and then I would give them feedback on that, and then by the end of the term, I really saw them having a better understanding of what those theories were really about based on um, applying it um, throughout the term. Um, so that's sort of a, an overview of, of our partnership, and we had a number of different uh, projects related to our um, mental health strategy, to some physical spaces and well-being work on campus, so really quite a range of different projects that they could choose from. Um, and the other thing that I just wanted to share was, because I also work um, on this well-being and learning environment project, I've had the opportunity in my role in health promotion to um, interview and hear from a number of different instructors at SFU around things um, that contribute to well-being and learning environments. <coughs> And so I was lucky in that I could apply a lot of those specific strategies into my own teaching. Um, so things like creating opportunities for social connection among students in the class. And so I would try to build those in both into the assignments and also into the everyday um, interactions in class. And so um, we would do things like having a, a class check-in where students can um, say a few words about how they're doing that day. Um, and also, I built in you know, um, ideas around uh, working effectively in a team. Because their projects are team-based, um, I wanted to make sure they were developing skills for team-based learning, um, as well as having the opportunity to practice it. And I always made an effort to try to let them know how what they were learning could be applicable in terms of their future. So teamwork is very important in terms of health science work, so I would uh, make a point of sharing that. And, trying to give them a sense of how that could be applicable in the future. Um. Can I go? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, so I guess just moving forward with the class, um, what we know from health science students is that they absolutely love this class, so it's um, really easy to teach because they just are, they feel really thankful that they're not in a lecture, <laughs> again, <laughs> doing, um, you know, writing midterms and exams, and they're actually getting to apply all the different things that they've learned over their four years. Um, so um, I, I speak for myself when I know that, like, many of my students from the last five years are still in touch with me. They really feel like they were engaged and connected to the university um, by this class because they were active and they were able to be connected in the classroom because it was a small group of students with 16 to 20 students. So they really did build like collaborative relationships within the class. 
Um, so we have been out of the school setting for a couple years now, and we, I just secured a new partnership for January um, in a new school in Burnaby. So we're going to be going back out into the school. Um, it's going to be with a high school that also has like partner elementary schools. So we're going to actually be embedded within a three kind of a tri school setting. Um, and then we're also going to be continuing our partnership with Health and Counseling Services. So hopefully in the next year or so we'll be able to offer multiple sections again um, so that more students in health sciences have the opportunity to have the um, 449 experience. Mm -hmm. so. And for us that will work really well uh, too in terms of having the students come once one semester instead of two, just in terms of the work that it does take to find really good projects for them. It's actually um, going to be most beneficial to us and our services having them come once a semester so we can, or once a year rather, so we can give them a really strong project and that'll, that'll benefit us as well. Okay, so I was just wondering, there's one great thing about um, experiential learning is this connection. When you mentioned that it keeps on and on in time afterwards, I mean, where, how do we get this? to happen and it's so pressure. So how is that now happening through social media or how do you keep it uh, active? Is it just people emailing back and forth? Or? Yeah, so um, I know for, 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 for like the classes that I've taught, um, afterwards one of my cohorts did a research study actually to learn more about experiential learning. So I had a student who was doing her undergraduate thesis and she did a research study. So they kind of connected that way and then you know they did focus groups together and everything but in terms of how they connect with me um, just I think you know unfortunately this is going to become less and less relevant as I get older but I was a student as well while I was teaching this and you know now I'm not but so they really related to me and I you know was closer to their age and you know so it was yeah I feel that and the way that my kind of teaching philosophy is very collaborative so mm -hmm. I would always just let them know you know if you're applying to grad school or if you're thinking about whatever just you know let me know we can chat about it so yeah people just will email me like I had a student from 20 12 just emailed me the other day asking to meet to chat about some stuff. So it's not formal in any way. It just, yeah, it's more I think that they just feel connected because the class really fosters relationship building, both between me and the students, but also amongst themselves. So. I had the great pleasure of uh, going with Barb Berry uh, to one of the very first cohorts of, uh, it was the end of the semester wrap up. It was a poster uh, gallery walk. Uh, where the students were presenting all the products. I'm wondering, and that stimulated a question for me, um, how has that, uh, that final uh, assignment shifted or changed over the different iterations of the class? And um, what have you noticed about the evidence of student learning um, over these cohorts in the last few years? Yeah, so the um, assignment that he's talking about is that, um, so they had their inquiry question that they had to come up with, and then over the course of the term they were answering, and then on the last day of class in the school setting, um, they were required to make a poster, which um, we asked them to make for the, the audience. So, you know, that would be appealing to kids and parents and teachers, not an academic um, poster. And then we would have like a party with food and everyone, um, we would invite the teachers to come and then they would present their project. 
Um, so in the school setting, that, that project actually hasn't changed very much um, over the, there, there's been other aspects and other assignments that have changed, but the final assignment hasn't um, really changed because it's a way for them to present their findings in a fun, innovative way, um, and it works for the school. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and then maybe yeah, you want to speak sure. to the final project for... Yeah, so in terms of their projects with uh, the Healthy Campus Community Initiative, we did something similar where they had to present back and we would, um, members of our team and the Healthy Campus Community Initiative would come to here and um, they framed it as both learning in terms of how their application and doing things in practice related to the, the theories of the course, but also in terms of um, I had them think about, you know, if they were, imagine that they were really working on these projects in a um, professional setting. Um, what were what would be lessons learned that they think would be relevant for us to know about um, what they learned through applying these things and what they learned from students and how could we as a unit build off of their project and um, make use of what they did in terms of um, continuing our our initiative and um, moving it forward. So, um, yeah. And the only other thing I'll say is I think having. Um, like members of health and counseling or the teachers and you know members of that community being there for those presentations makes it even more um, yeah they have a sense of pride and ownership about what they've done um, instead of just you know presenting to their student friends who you know they're always presenting to and that you know maybe it's not that important but when people from the community attend um, it gives them that yeah that sense mm -hmm. that their um, their ideas are being heard so I think mm -hmm. that's really important. Yeah, and, and and I'll just add too that it really does deepen their knowledge of the theory. So they might, you know, even though I would present in class, you know, community engagement is challenging. There's different levels. You know, there's things that can be hard in getting people to participate, say, in 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 a in an event or something. They would understand that sort of in theory, but then when they would go to try to do it, they would come back and say, "Oh, I didn't realize, you know, all these different aspects." Even though those were things that I had heard from students in the past, so you know, I could have told them that those would be you know, challenges, and I, and I did um, give them that uh, heads up, but through actually trying to do it, it really um, gave them a deeper understanding of what that actually meant and the kinds of things they had to work through and um, build into future projects. That concludes this audio episode of the Teaching and Learning Center's recording of the Experiential Learning Dialogue series. Listen to other episodes from these events or visit our website at sfu.ca slash tlc.